0: Well, throughout the summer, we've been hearing about Can for the Cam, a campaign designed to help us save water because our chalk streams, such as the River Cam, are in so much trouble. But Cambridge is a very diverse city, and it would appear that different cultures use water in different ways. There is a project being led by Cambridge Water looking into this, and Mummin Islam uh, from Cambridge Water joins me on the line. Mummin, very good morning to you. Good morning, Neil. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. This sounds really fascinating. Tell us about the project. Tell us about what it's aiming to do. Yes, absolutely. So this is a project that Cambridge Water
1: are leading with a number of organisations. It's entitled Water Efficiency in Faith and Diverse Communities. It's a, our, our new water-saving innovation project, which focuses on diversity and inclusivity. So it's the, for the first time we're properly working with a number of partners to look at how water is used and valued in relation to faith and culture. And then in turn, we can put in place appropriate measures in place to support those communities.
0: Okay, so talk me through some of the differences that you encounter then.
1: So that's a great question. So when we look at some of the water saving measures water companies provide at the moment, you've got your typical um, devices like shower heads, things like leaky loos, tap inserts. But what we don't recognize or fully realize is how water is used, say, for culturally purposes or, or faith purposes. So, for example, when we, um, there are some communities when they cook, they might use water for um, a number of reasons like washing rice or fish. And that could be quite, quite excessive in terms of water use. And that could be a cultural practice. Also, in terms of faith, there could be water use in relation to um, prayers or, or worship, etc. And And the good thing about this project is many of those faiths, if not all faiths, have a very important common value, and that's around preservation and looking after our environment and water. So there's a common theme around how we can do more to look after the water and our environment. So there's clearly some good links and, and hooks, should I say, in terms of supporting those communities. But that's a couple of examples. So one is around cooking and one is around um so sort of before worship water.
0: now you you said there as well you know that this is this is often buried deep into the culture so in some cases i guess you're going to want to try and change that culture a little bit from what you've been saying and in others you want to take exactly what they've been up to and and and, and enhance that and get more people doing that have i kind of judged it right you're picking the good points and the bad yeah, absolutely.
1: And, and the other bit is, some of these communities, we've got to recognise, they are sometimes difficult to reach, mm. um, and that could, could be you know, cultural, language barriers. So one of the objectives of the project is trying to build long-lasting, important relationships with key stakeholders, so people in the communities that we can work with and tap into, excuse a pun, in terms of these communities, how can we speak to them a bit more closely, not just on water efficiency, but other campaigns we could talk about as well. And um, and uh, when you look at some of these communities, um, you know, if you look at the COVID vaccine rollout, we, you know, we saw some of the challenges in terms of yeah. reaching these communities. And I think we've got some great partners on board where we can actually you know, get more close to these communities and work with them and support them.
0: Let's talk about those partners, because as you said, they made it very clear. This isn't just Cambridge Water working in isolation. So who are you working with?
1: Yes, great question. So we've got um, Cambridge University, Faculty of Divinity, We've got um, five other water companies on board as well across the UK, fantastic to have them. We've also got Cambridge Central Mosque. Um, That's the first or or largest, shall I say, eco mosque in Europe. So fantastic to get them them on board as well. We've also got a number of faith groups as well. So people like Eco-Sikh, Hindu Climate Action, Eco-Judaism, and many more. Um, So people like Waterwise as well. We've also got that technical expert around you know, having a portal and 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 sort of, you know, directing people to somewhere where they can get some advice. So we've got Get Water Fit on board as well. So yeah, we've got a good good range of organisations on board.
0: Now, when you're doing something like this, we're obviously talking about it from the point of view of Cambridge Water, therefore East Anglia, and we know that East Anglia is one of the driest regions in in the UK. But when you talk about faiths and cultures, I mean they're international, and there are plenty of other parts of the world where there's no water. I mean, goodness me, we've been talking about it for years. So. Uh, Is this something that actually will apply to Cambridge but could equally apply in so many other parts of the world? Are you trying to make this a global thing?
1: Yes, definitely. So, one of the objectives of this project is how can this be scaled and roll out across the UK and, if not, abroad? Um, And the companies, the water companies that we've currently got on board, is not just Cambridge Water. We've got companies such as Southern Water, Affinity Water, Severn Trent, and Northumbrian Water. And that covers a good geographic spread across the UK so places like Leicester to places like Luton we know we've got some strong ethnic diverse communities in those areas so could we do more there so there's definitely scope to do more in other areas as well
0: what's the feedback been so far are the the communities engaging are they recognizing that there is this problem and wanting to to deal with it yes that's a good question and you know
1: I've been in this space working in this space for quite a while even you know previously in other water companies as well There is no doubt, we've got to recognise there is a challenge in terms of approaching some of these communities and it's getting the right person, people, communities involved. So the the response we've got so far has been very positive, particularly Cambridge. Um, Cambridge mosque, it's a purpose built mosque. You know, it's got loads of accolades and awards for being sustainable. They've got water recycling on site and other um, water saving measures as well. Um, They've been very supportive. Uh, They've got lots of ideas as well. Um, and, and as you said earlier, the previous question, it's not just about, let's do it and go, and go away, but how can we actually make this sustainable and, and continue to work in other areas across the UK as well?
0: And what will be the plan for this actual project that you're on now? How long is this like to run? How do you measure your results?
1: Yeah, so it's a, it follows a, a very logical approach in terms of, sort of, sort of five key phases. Um, it's an 18-month project. The first phase is looking at um, academic research, so how is water used in different faiths and cultures? So Cambridge University are naturally leading that piece of work. Mm-hmm. Then it goes into phase two where we look at feasibility in terms of where is the best place to target or support. So do we have data? Do we have insights around water use? Um, naturally, we go into phase three where we identify opportunities, but start building campaigns and interventions that are related to faith and culture. Um, and that's gonna be the really exciting part where we test different campaigns, maybe adverts, maybe going to going to workshops or communities and, and trial stuff. And we'll monitor and measure some of those interventions. And then it goes to phase four, where we start learning and identifying where we've saved water, or there could be other metrics we can measure as well along the way. And the phase five is about what we've learned. And the, at the end of this, what we want to produce is a comprehensive and inclusive water efficiency framework that all water companies and people, other people can use going forward. Um, and then we'll disseminate that across the industry to how we can replicate that into other areas and scale up. So that that's sort of, in a nutshell, the project.
0: I can imagine that is going to be hugely popular around here because all we've been talking about all summer is this plan of making, you know, Cambridge the Silicon Valley of, the, of Europe in 2024, all these new houses. And the big point being made is... You can't do that. We haven't got enough water. But what about other parts of the country which are okay? You mentioned Northumberland there. I mean, we we, we talk about the Lake District. We talk about all the floods there. Very difficult, I would guess, or more difficult to persuade people to save water, to manage water efficiency when they're surrounded by it and going, well, we don't have a problem
1: yeah that's a great question and and sometimes our, our approach could be around you know water scarcity we've got an issue in terms of enough water but the 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 unique bit about this project is along with that we're talking about how as a faith or a culture it's a a, a really important value in terms of saving water so you try to link in in Lincoln, the faith aspect in terms of motivating and engaging with those communities. Um, and just to give another example, and um, there's quite a few examples I could give, but one example, just relating to Cam for the Cam, in a number of, so I come from sort of South Asian community. Um, so gardening, growing vegetables, it's a massive trend. Um, so there's a, there's, a, there's a particular vegetable known as a marrow squash or in Bengali it's called khodu. <laughs> right. And you, you'll see it across Cambridge and other areas across the country, Where it's quite common, people like to grow this across the summer, and that uses a lot of water. You've got to water that every single day. So do these communities know, you know, about the Camp Camp for the can campaign, you know, and also do they know about that you can use different techniques to water your plants, like swell gels, etc.? So it's about engaging those communities and helping them, you know, whilst they're doing what they need to do in terms of their gardening.
0: Indeed, indeed. And for people listening who are thinking this is fascinating stuff and it is fascinating stuff. Is this stuff going to be published? Is there Are there websites they can go and look at or have we got to sit and wait until uh, the project is complete?
1: So there there is a link um, to Cambridge Waters' website where we talk about this project and what it tries to achieve in terms of key objectives. But there will be quarterly updates. So our next update will be in October where we share sort of early findings from our academic research and then following that there'll be another update so come january time um and at the end of the project we will produce a report um, and as i said earlier we'll produce a framework in terms of how water um can be sort of appreciated valued but also how can you help those those communities as well as support those communities so a bit more tailored interventions going forward so yeah absolutely at the end of this project there will be a published report
0: fantastic well we'll keep a close eye on it here on Cambridge 105 radio as well because we've we've been really fascinated by the campaign it's it's so front and center at the moment with everything that's going on in cambridge uh so with your permission we'll, we'll get you back on and re- regularly here to uh, to keep us updated but for now moving islam from cambridge water thank you so much for joining me today
1: thank you so much pleasure to be here